everybody, this is Jace coming to you live once again from the floor of the madness that is San Diego Comic-Con. I'm here with writer Dennis Culver. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know we've been talking about his Doom Patrol series, absolutely loving it, and we just recently covered his first issue of his uh, Night Terrors, Zatanna. Oh, see, I didn't know you guys covered it. Yeah. I, I, I've caught some of the Doom Patrol coverage, so that's exciting. Yeah, yeah 100%. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, keep an eye out. I actually want to talk about that first because it's such a strange place to go. Didn't peek ahead. She says, bring me a champion in her way that she does. Yeah. And it's Robot Man. Right. So tell me how you got involved in doing that, doing Zatanna for the uh, event and Robot Man because of Doom Patrol. Yeah. Well, so uh, Josh and I are buds. Uh, we, go, we go way back. We've, I've told you this before. Yeah. You know, he, he was my retailer when I first moved to uh, L.A. Um, so, you know, we are also story buddies and we'll talk about. So I knew this stuff was developing. Uh, when they were putting together like the extra stories, um, there was a few characters available, but I knew that Satana was going to be one of the few that were going to be awake, and that was just like that's a really interesting challenge because you know it just it just opens up ideas to me. And prior to that, Josh had asked, he's like, "Hey, do you mind if I use?" Because he wanted to show like a quick image of like the Doom Patrols all asleep except for Robot Man. It ended up getting cut, but he he had that, so it was in my back of my mind that Robot Man's going to be awake. And so I started thinking about, well, like, Zatanna's doing this thing. She's trying to protect Wonder Woman and Detective Chimp. She's surrounded. We're bringing the sleepless nights in. She needs help. Who the, you know, I knew Red Tornado was busy. And, and, you know, I knew all these other characters were out there. And it's like, she just makes this desperate, you know, shot in the dark. And you get Robot Man. And to me, it was like, okay, Magic Lady, Robot Man. That's, we're off to the races. It's such a beautiful contrast, you know. And and that is a writer really tickles my brain when you can have such a dramatic contrast. And then it was like, okay, well, they're really different characters, and that's fun, but what makes them the same? And it's all this loss that they've had and all this guilt that they feel for it. So, you know, you know how it is. Like, at first, they, they hate each other. Uh, then they realize how much they have in common, and then they're best friends by the end, and then I take it all away. So, yeah, it was, it was just, it was like, it just opened up. It's like, and they've never, they've never teamed up together. Like, in the long history, there's like, literally two instances of them even being in the same panel. Uh, the one interaction where they had lines was Justice uh, by Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. And it was just like one page. Uh, and then there was a Vertigo special. So as far as like even the, and where they were just at the same party, they didn't even talk. Uh, and that's literally the only time that they've had interactions. And so how neat is that to work it on a DC project and do something new that's never really been done before is have those two characters team. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And, and Doom Patrol, a little lesser known, but more so now with the TV show. So for, again, I had no idea it was going to be Robot Man. Then when he showed up, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. You're right, right. Doom Patrol. You gave us such a journey in one issue, like you were saying, of the, the friction they have in the beginning and then how it comes back around. And then just when they're best buds, now we have this yeah. Frank L. Baum inspired looking. Yeah, that's robot. all David, man. He did such a cool, such a cool job on that. Like he made it uh, such a neat design. Because like I, you know, I draw too, and he knew that, and I was like, and he was like, well, do you have a sketch? I was like, no, no, I want you to take a first pass. Like I want to see what you do, and what because I gave like vague, like I want the brain exposed and I want the horns, and that was really all I had. And then he did that, and I was like, you nailed it. Like I have no notes. 
like you did it. And so did you know once you were decided, okay, I'm going to bring in Robot Man, team up with Satana, did you know that you were going to turn Robot Man into yes, uh, I mean, it was like, uh, you know, as like, as that those ideas and co- of like their differences and their similarities presented themselves, um, I introduced the Sleepless Queen and it was, you know, uh, you know, we have these sleepless nights and I like the idea of her knighting someone by stabbing a sword through her. Right. That's like a really cool thing. So it's like that visual immediately presented myself. Um, also, like, the, you know, Robot Man doesn't normally feel pain. And when he's transforming, he's like, this hurts. Right. And like, that's a big moment in my mind for Robot Man because he doesn't often have this hurts. And so he's suddenly having to deal with that. And he knows it's bad. And he's like, get out of here, run away, go. And like, yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. Well, not to put you on the spot, because they're all your children at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, but is Robot Man your favorite Doom Patrol character to write? You feel a special um, connection with him? I think he's he's got, because he's such like a everyman character, it's, it, you know, and you can kind of, you can say what you're thinking, you know, like, oh, this is bullshit or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's just yeah. that guy. And it's always nice to have that character. Um but yeah, I, I love. I, I really. I like the chief. Like the new chief. You know, right. it's one of Jane's alters. Yep. Um, these girls. These girls become more fun to me as Burnham's worked with her because it's Burnham's favorite. And so we kind of designed her together. We passed sketches back and forth. But it's like as he's like as he figured her out, he made her adorable and all of that stuff. Like it's like I can just hear her voice, you know. And it's like so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> and you've introduced some new characters. Characters in the book too. I specifically wanted to ask you about Jerry, this this therapist. Uh-huh. It's such a great idea, Jerry. An acronym, as listeners of the podcast will know, for these other dimensional type entities, five in one, if you will. Uh, and it's a great sort of plot device to really explore these characters. For uh, so very new reader friendly. Was that yeah. purposeful? Uh, I mean, I I try to do that with everything I write, and with Doom Patrol, I've been very mindful about it. Um, I, I come from a place where I, I want to feel like every all of the Doom Patrol comics count they all happened and so it's like trying to figure out a way to make that all feel like a like a holistic one tapestry kind of thing um, so I'm always just trying to find ways to really just onboard those ideas as easily as possible um, but yeah Jerry I, you know I used the gag in issue 4 I had her explain her powers again and he's like yeah yeah you say yeah, that every yeah. time and so it was like but it was a good way to just get that idea across um, which uh, you know if you, if you poke around out into uh, uh, the nether regions of YouTube and like the, the new age places there are people that claim they channel higher intelligences and they're like collective beings and stuff so it's coming from some real world things uh, but you know we our higher dimensions the fifth dimension it's super fun so right. we get to you know we get to make like this really uh, cool visuals and like I thought it would be interesting to do therapy where it's not just words but you're getting to see the representations of what's happening and all that, so. yeah it's fantastic and you mentioned trying to meld in a bunch of the different versions of Doom Patrol and that's specifically something I knew I wanted to ask you about because yeah it does feel like you're going back to the classic stuff My Greatest Adventure the uh, Paul Kupperberg stuff in the 80s Grant stuff obviously Rachel Pollock stuff so I mean you're just a fan of these characters yep I've been reading these comics uh, since I was a teenager um, I, you know and then once I discovered stuff I liked I went backwards and forwards like a little comics archaeologist you know so I've read all these comics 
and I want to, you know, like, we're nerds. We want to make it all make sense in our head. Right. So I'm just like, well, that's what I'm going to do because I, I can see the emotional journey that these characters go through. You know, when they when they start in the Silver Age, they're freaks and they, they have all this trauma that they're dealing with. And then when you get to the Grant run, that's all turned on its head and they realize that, that all this pain has been the fault of the guy they thought was helping them. So they get to a really dark place. And then by the time you get to the end of the, the Gerard Way run, to just, like, skip all the way ahead, they're on a journey of healing and I think they're like putting it together better you know like Jane's certainly in a better place at the end of that Rita's in a better place at the end of that um, you know close to baby at the end of that you know like it's like I feel like they you know they were healing they're not healed but they're healing and when you get to that place where you've been through a dark time and you found your way out I think all of us have this natural human impulse to want to help each other also find our way out of the dark right so to me that was the next logical step of Doom Patrol was they're going to go out and save the monsters like they, 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 they're going to be the people that they wish existed when they first became monsters. Right. There's a, they've it really for me the, the whole story of Doom Patrol. If you go back and look at it, it's, it's them accepting the fact that they are different, and it doesn't make them freak. It makes them special. Right. And so let's go out and find the other people that haven't and, learned yes, that lesson. Yes, and help. Them. Yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. 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 Hundred uh, percent. Anything that's coming up. So it did. The series did get extended by one. Yeah. Issue, that was right? that was the David LaFuente issue, right. which is a therapy issue. Right. It was actually fun. We could have added it on the end, but I was like, we got to put it in the middle. It gives Burnham a little bit of a breather on his schedule. But it was also this opportunity to just drill in emotionally on the characters in a way that I, you don't always get to do when it's like a high, high base issue. So I was like, well, this is, it's the middle of the run. We can slow down. We can really dig in and just kind of check in with all the characters. And, you know, it's vibey. I, I know some people were like, well, it's not a story. It's like, it's a story. You know, it's, it's a story of a therapy session just told through five different people. Yeah, because you know, no, it starts and you get to the middle and you get to the hard questions and you get to the end of the session. Yeah, I mean, we loved it when we reviewed it on the on the spotlight, just talking about yeah. Again, if you want to get caught up, like you can start there even and then go back. Yeah, and start, yeah. So, it's a great yeah. place to even really just dip your toe into the whole mythology of Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing that's challenging again, I know you're you know a huge comic fan, as you said, you're a nerd, you're one of us. Uh, Doom Patrol, a lot of, a lot of it is the, the impetus of it, your series, is coming out of the Lazarus Planet event, right? Now we've got the Night Terrors event that we just talked about. As a writer, when you have to tie your books into a, a bigger event or comes out of event, is that a hindrance? Is it a positive? Is it a little bit of both? Like, where do you stand? Uh, I mean, for me, I I love the DC Universe, and I love all the crazy crisis and problems that come out of it. Like, to me, it's, it's, it's those are fun opportunities. When we were developing Doom Patrol, that was the only, they were like, well, is it possible to spin it out of Lazarus Planet? And it's like, really that it just melds with my ideas because my idea was, you know, to take them to people that want to go out and saving the world by saving the monsters was my early mantra. Right. And this old Lazarus Planet did, it was just an event that made monsters. Right. And so it was like, oh, so they have this mission and then this volcano erupts and now there's just way more monsters than they anticipated. So their mission just became harder. It's perfect, yeah. you know? And so it's like, I get to jump right into that. And then, you know, with the night terrors I found a way to like fold robot into that robot man into that and it's like uh, that's neat he's then now we know they're out there and I just like when it it all feels connected and things like that so I always welcome those opportunities Any, anytime I can jump in and get my hands dirty I'm happy to do it yeah good good timing and it is a big mission for them to save all the monsters uh, so I hope that we get more than just that's the plan like when we do this series that the, the plan is to do a series a year uh, to do that which they're talking about it internally um, hopefully we'll get to that eventually 
eventually. But you know, it's like uh, we got to we got to get to the end of our series right. first now. So we've got. Uh, Issue five, the final order cutoffs next Sunday, um, and uh, that's a, it's a basically Doom Patrol versus Any Town USA. You've seen that cover where they're like yeah. people are running in fear from. It's almost like an old '50s sci-fi poster, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then the we that leads us into the last two-parter, which is uh, we call Stop. So. It's been such a fun book. I mean, we we even had almost a road trip type issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, so it's fun. Like kind of Smokey and the Bandit vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have to ask you. We're not going to spoil, but is there something that's happening uh, in the last three issues where you just can't wait for it to be out there to see what reader reaction is? Oh yeah. Issue once issue six is just the first part of the two parter because it's gonna you know people have, they see that I'm doing these down in one of the issues and I think people that have been used to reading things in trades are getting a little anxiety because it's like, whoa, what's going to happen? But what you haven't been realizing is I am setting the table and all of the things that we've been doing and all of these issues matter and count. Even when you don't think about it, even when I'm talking about the past, it all matters. And you're going to be able to get to the end of issue six and if you go reread everything else, you're going to see I've just been putting little pieces out for you the whole time. And it's all going to come together in a really, hopefully a really fun way. Like I'm excited about it to get there. I'm excited hearing you yeah, talk yeah. about it. It all, it listen, yeah. it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be super fun and you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hit really hard. Yeah, when you get that payoff, it's just yes. so, so enjoyable. Yeah. Well, great chatting with you, Dennis. I know we're gonna have you back on the show at some point, talk longer, maybe uh, when the trade comes out for Doom Patrol. Yeah, that'd be uh, great. But in the meantime, listeners, make sure you're picking it up. Make sure you're picking up uh, Night Terror, Zatanna. Uh, tell people where they can find you online, follow your work when you uh, come out. I'm Dennis Clover everywhere, all one word. Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Uh, I also have a Substack uh, where it's the best way to kind of just keep up with what I've got coming out and appearances and all that stuff. So great, and I'll put links in the show notes, everybody, to Dennis's social media and his Substack. So if you're having trouble finding him, just go there. So yeah. uh, again, great to chat. Appreciate Thanks it. Yeah, glad time. we got to finally do this oh, too. Yeah. yeah, it was good. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.